from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio. What studio are we in? C. Is it uh, C? Senior, I believe. I think I walked into D briefly. There's weird people in D. Over here in C, where we're doing the Armstrong and Getty Show deep within the bowels of our compound, and today under the tutelage of our general manager, Christia Freeland. I don't know who that is. It is a name that will live in infamy. She is the Canadian finance minister who announced in such weird fashion the other day that there were new triple secret emergency powers that the government would be exercising until further notice. The ability to peer into, seize, and stop anybody's bank account from functioning. If you so much as said good morning to a trucker. Even though there's nothing happening right now. Right. They cleared off the streets and the bridges and everything like that. I think it's interesting, so I'm looking up at CNN. It says Ukraine is uh, uh, announcing a state of emergency. That's a state of emergency. I thought exactly the same. You're being invaded by another country. That's a state of emergency. There's a little bit of COVID in your state is not a state of emergency. A couple of weeks ago, some truckers clogged up your bridges, but now it's cleared out is not a state of emergency. But uh, people in charge like to have states of emergency. They can do all kinds of things. Well, and, you know, we've been warning everybody about this for years and years. Probably not the right people. Y'all probably got it long ago, but we wouldn't warning you. This is what governments do. They always have through human history. And during times of peace and prosperity in the greatest country on earth, we sounded like uh, paranoid lunatics, maybe. <laughs> but it's just it's it's a truism. Governments and bureaucrats seize as much power as they can and hold on to it for as long as they can. Neither morality nor constitution will restrain them if the will of the people is not behind those institutions and documents. You know what uh, I was thinking as I drove in, I was trying to think of a good example from my life that I could talk about on the air. I don't I haven't come up with one yet. Maybe a job situation. I know there have been some personal situations. What I was thinking about is maybe the world's uh, relationship with this story. Certainly, our country's relationship with this story is something bad's going to happen, and you can't stop it. And I mean, because I've had this happen in my life where, you know, you can try really hard, you can try half as hard, you can try twice as hard, or you could quack like a duck and do nothing. You're going to end up with the same result. Something bad is about to happen. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that's just the way it is. It's frustrating because you want. Best you can do is manage it. (laughs) Yeah. And but sometimes your managing just doesn't. Doesn't get you there, and uh, the bad thing still happens, and I think that might be what this is. Yeah, yeah, boy, speaking of bad things, have you looked at the calendar today, the date? Completely uninteresting. Yeah, after, I was... After yesterday? I was going to say... Hard to go on. How many of you are hungover from your two 22-22 celebrations? And a Tuesday, no less. <laughs> Whatever that I know. It was a special day. So the T-U-E in Tuesday sounds like the number two. So people, It does. It sounds exactly like that. <laughs> so even though it has no relationship to the number two, people made the fact that it was 2-22-22 on a Tuesday an extraordinarily 
interesting coincidence. <laughs> well, well, now, I, I know this is the sort of information you learn as an eight-year-old and promptly forget, but uh, how did the day, Tuesday, get its name? Is it indeed the second day of the week? I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't mean, know. I don't not, think so. Not that even if it were, I thought you, you started still. Yes, I thought you started counting the week on a Sunday. Generally, well, with our calendar, you do, but that doesn't mean that that's always been true. Hmm. I don't think the T U E in Tuesday has anything to do with two. Somebody yeah. looked that up. It's probably you know you uh, think Roman it's named or Latin after or... Tuesday Weld or what? I just it's got to be. I don't think it has. I don't know. I don't know what the wed wed in Wednesday means or Wednesday day or the, the day third? the. End of the week, weds, the beginning <laughs> of the week. It is the hump day, and of the course, middle there's, day. There's Thursday, Thursday. That's the reason right, that's exactly, that way. Exactly. Clearly. Finally, Friday. We all know why it named. That's right. Up. Right. Exactly. Friday, because you go to the bar and eat fried food. <laughs> anyway, knows that. I hope you're not too hungover from your 2-22-22 Tuesday celebrations, you morons. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was harsh. That was that really the, wow. Yeah, wow. there was no need for that. Somebody who enjoys the simple pleasures of a, a quirky <laughs> date on the calendar, all of a sudden they've earned your derision. Not if you're six. <laughs> uh, let's start the show. If you're amused, if you're amused by that, enjoy that. No matter what Jack calls you, just don't <laughs> vote. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's start the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, February 23rd. As Joe said, completely uninteresting in every way. The year uh, 2022, new you in 22. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin officially then, according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. Happy Tuesday <laughs> with a W. There, yeah, Tuesday, because it's Tuesday 2 Everybody's this only cheer. happens once every 100 years. Uh, President Biden was like, I didn't care then, I didn't care now. Uh, <laughs> he's old. He's old. That's a pretty good joke. That's a pretty good joke. I thought the crowd was going to cheer like crazy when he said it, and I was going to I was going to die a little bit inside. Yeah, <laughs> but they didn't yeah. cheer. That was a good joke. You had one paste eater start to uh, applaud, which is one. One paste eater. Uh, I didn't care then, and I don't care now. <laughs> That is pretty funny. Oh, uh, boy. Um, <laughs> some economic news we probably should get to at some point. Uh, I, uh, nobody knows where this was ending. I was about to say, I don't know where it's going. Nobody knows where it's going, but the inflation, the home prices, which I think a lot of people had assumed was some sort of bubble. Maybe it's just going up and going to stay up. I don't know. Uh, that's the problem with bubbles. You can't tell if they're bubbles, except, well, occasionally. Uh, so, yeah, the home numbers are stunning. Uh, among other things we can talk about. How does the mailbag look today? Oh, it's it's fine. It's good. Uh, also, you know, we'll be talking about the seizing of emergency powers in Canada and other places. And and at some point, I, I'm not sure what I have to say, but the I want to look at the weird, like, subculture of conservatives who appear to be extremely sympathetic toward Vladimir Putin. Is conservative the right word? I don't even know. But on the right... I don't know. Yeah. I think it's on the right. Well, it's clearly on the right. As uh, former Secretary of State uh, Mike Pompeo yesterday, and uh, and Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson and other people of the right, um, Candace Owens, uh, who, uh, yeah, are very sympathetic toward Putin and what he's doing. And uh, I don't quite get what that ideology is if you do maybe you want to explain it on the text line at 415-295-KFTC i missed the pompeo stuff oh you did oh and, yeah and the trump oh, yeah. stuff i thought was kind of ambivalent as usual with him but 
Yeah, yeah. The Pompeo stuff is uh, is 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 you know in the same vein of uh, huh? Okay, so that's okay. your take on this. Interesting. Um, again, if you if you understand it, uh, we, we can play you some of the quotes and clips. Is this is this a new segment of rightward thought? Does it hold together as a cohesive um, worldview that I just don't get? Because it looks to me like a really evil guy is taking over a democracy and there's nothing good about it at all. Right. A guy who has murdered many, many, many people. Journalists, political adversaries, doctors who disagreed with his COVID beliefs. Well, and it's just rather odd to hear some of uh, some people whose opinions I generally enjoy, and I think their their reasoning is often pretty clear, rail against the emergency powers in Canada and and in the United States quite quite correctly, and then uh, rush to the support of it would seem uh, a government which is entirely emergency powers, brutal, repressive, anti democratic, murderous emergency powers. Uh, uh, what? Yeah, maybe I'm missing something. Um, our text line again, uh, so you can check in on that. Mailbag on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Rise and Yo, 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 how you doing? I might have to talk to a doctor about this, so I was going to throw it out to y'all. Crowdsourcing. Why do I smell funny? I smell funny lately, and I'm trying to figure out, is it the new a new antiperspirant that I tried, or are there are a couple of, like, um, uh, supplement sort of things that I'm taking, recommended for health reasons, that, uh, is that make the, can that make you smell funny? I suppose it could. An aggressive scent. An aggressive scent. I don't know. Something in my physiology has changed in the last couple of weeks, and I don't don't like it, huh? I can't hear you, Michael. It's not your clothes? How would it be my clothes? Because if you leave them in the the laundry too long, they'll get that mildew scent. I didn't know if... I'm familiar with that, yes. I've had that. My clothes are clean. My clothes are clean. Your uh, laundering has long been known for its meticulousness. I smell like a bum, though, so that's no good. Good Lord. What sort of supplement are you taking? Mad Dog 2020? (laughs) Yeah, that's my supplement. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day, friends. None other than Abraham Lincoln. We got an email said, you know, Lincoln's uh, birthday has never been a holiday, except maybe in Illinois. And I grew up in Illinois, so... um, you know, I'm, I could have gotten that wrong. I don't know. I I just all, all my youth, uh, Lincoln's birthday, Washington's birthday were big holidays. I don't know if they were holidays, but I know we uh, paid attention to them and learned about the men and they no longer do that, which yeah. is bad. Well, today's freedom loving quote, indeed, from uh, the uh, the axeman, the, the woodsman, the rail splitter, the lawyer from Illinois, quote, be sure to put your feet in the right place, then stand firm. Ah, mm. that's a good one. Mm. It's pretty good. Yeah, plenty of people standing firm for uh, for ridiculous, ridiculous, uh, well, ideologies. Here's your mailbag. You can email us, Whoa. don't you know? That I was, was caught, deafening. I was caught by surprise by the music. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. That's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. 
You know, my soul died yesterday. I think it was right around now that I announced it. Then it it, it, it was back for a while. Oh, huh. It it's rallied. A, it regrew a tail like a lizard. But then, I don't know. It's It feels sick again. <laughs> soul sickness. So, on the topic of, uh, there are a couple of blue states, including California, that are trying to essentially make jaywalking legal because there's an inequity problem. People of color tend to get ticketed for jaywalking more. And uh, we talked about how ridiculous that was and and the rest of it and how in the hood where the radio ranch is that we all have to be really careful because there are people who just wander across the streets in the dark or whatever and frequently they are uh, people of various ethnic varieties. It's fine and lovely and we're all God's creatures, right? Well, somebody emailed and I've got I'm going to change the term because the original term is kind of harsh, but... Evidently, the state highway patrol officers in a certain western state refer to folks who do that as, uh, and I'm going to soften the term a little bit, neighborhood deer. Oof, neighborhood deer. Because they wander across the street so much and they get hit so much that it's like, you know, deer in rural areas. It's, it's a cultural thing. Uh, you know, it's not is it? I hmm. Okay, I've been assuming that it was. Uh, and I, I often can't tell what the person looks like at all because they're wearing a hoodie with the hood up over their head and they get their head down. They're shuffling across the street in the dark, so I can't tell what the person looks like at all. But I always assumed it was a I'm hammered thing. But why are you walking across the street with traffic in the dark without looking both ways at all? Mm. Well, it it might be a hammered thing too. Who knows? Yeah, so, but but to uh, to assume it's a problem of law enforcement or the drivers. OK, yeah. Again, you're trying to solve problems downstream where the problem started, which progressives are always trying to do. Uh, old man Fred Wayne and hadn't heard from old man Fred in a while. He pointed out that guys and Michael, I believe we have audio of this. A member of the Canadian Parliament stated that truck horns honked twice during the uh, during the protest were a secret Code, Michael. Mm. How much vitriol do we have to see of Hong Kong, which is an acronym for Hail Hitler, do we need to see by these protesters on social media? First of all, well done saying Hail Hitler, because that is the expression we've all heard our whole lives. Yes, a Canadian parliament member uh, suggested that Hong Kong is code for Heil Hitler. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> that chick could lose a chess match with a moose. Am I wrong? Good Lord. <laughs> what? <sighs> that's More something. on Canada to come. Yeah, that's, that's Are you Nazi kidding Germany. me? Yeah, that's right. Honk, honk. I think all of us who have ever honked our horn twice were secretly paying tribute to, pledging our alliance to the German Chancellor of the 30s. Good Lord. <laughs> Ay, caramba, there are days I just don't know if I can do this anymore. (laughs) On the topic of the school mask mandates, uh, a more serious note. Uh, Jake from Portland, listening, uh, the teacher who compiled the students' answers as to why they are still wearing masks, even though they didn't have to, outside specifically. My son is definitely in the category that the mask makes him feel comfortable. Mm. I have to ask him to take the mask off when I pick him up from school, and even places where a mask is not needed, I have to force him to not wear it. Uh, and he goes on wow. some detail, Did but then we an, got this. Was there an age on there? Uh, the no. Kid? 
My my kids are not like that. They can't wait till the day they get to take their masks off. But I wonder if it's just because they're not old enough to be at that point where you're like super self-conscious yet. Maybe. And then Shannon in Washington uh, has a 14-year-old son who prior to COVID uh, tended to want to hide his face. He's very shy, little insecure, as 14-year-olds often are. For example, he would often wear hoodies, keep his head down in public. Um, and indeed, yeah, he's wearing the mask even when he doesn't have to and even when there's no use for it whatsoever. I know it's not healthy for him socially and emotionally to constantly hide behind the mask. I'm so frustrated and heartsick to learn there's such a widespread issue for teens. Oh, yeah, it's tragic. The idea is, is there's Shannon. a whole bunch of kids fearing the day they have to take their mask off and people see their face. That is, oh, my God, that's horrifying. Breaks my heart, yeah. Uh, guys points out Aaron in Seattle. Uh, The first episode of South Park this season answered the question you posed today. If New York Times and Fox are all saying you don't need masks outside, who's supporting this whacked idea? The answer, according to South Park, is the people who made the rules as a way to save face. They don't know how or are unwilling to say we screwed up and got this wrong. We are sorry. We live in a world where culpability means legal liability instead of responsibility. Anyway, Owen, too. Then he points out the episode's about pajama day and ends with Ah. people hurting each other and calling each other Nazis over their willingness or unwillingness to wear pajamas to pajama day. I've had so many people suggest the South Park episode about COVID. I was trying to find it last night. I saw the pajama day and I didn't. Okay, so the pajama day episode is the COVID episode. I'll have to check that out. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Sun's Day, Moon's Day, Tire's Day, these are all Norse terms that became the way we name the days of the week with Tire Stay Tuesday, T-Y-R, Tire God of War. Mm. It's got nothing to do with the number two. It just sounds like two for you simpletons who enjoyed that. I, I got to quit saying that. And you know, a lot of people enjoyed Tuesday on two twenty two twenty two. So the, so the Norsemen getting a little love in our naming of the the days of the week. How interesting! Yeah, it's interesting. Wednesday for Odin, the god, the, the, the who is actually the the father of Thor in the movies. Anyway, I won't go any further down the Norse names of the week, but that's where uh, that's where it comes from. How you get Wednesday out of Odin eludes me. But well, you I also, don't. I don't speak care. Viking. No, I don't. I won't watch the show either. Too bloody, I hear. I don't need it. Too many axings, you know? Have you watched the uh, Vikings show? I watched episode one. What did you think of it? I thought it was awesome. Really? It's violent, but it gives you a really good idea of what it must have been like to live a thousand years ago. Holy crap. Wow. Wow. Not so cush, huh? No. No. And more axings. Uh, well, gosh, we need transition music. That was very light. Uh, not really, Michael. Don't bother. Uh, so uh, this story is getting more and more attention, and thank goodness for it. It is emblematic of some of the uh, awful, radical DAs around America and the things they are doing. I'm just going to quote a woman who is now, I believe, 18, talking about when she was 10 years old. The things he did to me and made me do that day was beyond horrible for a 10-year-old girl to have to go through. I want him tried as an adult for the crimes he committed against me. She is talking about the alleged transgender Hannah Tubbs, a name I hardly even want to give credit to, a child rapist 
who has committed crimes like this multiple times, but because he was two weeks short of his 18th birthday when he raped a little child in a Denny's bathroom. Oh, my God. George Gascon was going to try as a youth and punish not at all, essentially. Just a light, light slap on the wrist. Now, uh, let me explain this, the transgender thing I just referred to. This, this person is a child rapist, okay? And I believe this predator, this sicko, is hiding behind transgenderism because he doesn't want to be in any sort of men's jail or men's prison mm. as, as a child molester. Right. I think it's completely phony, and he knows that the whole transgender thing is very touchy these days. And everybody's afraid to like criticize anybody or suggest that it's it's a fake job or whatever. Yeah, it's um, funny because when you were telling that story, because I haven't heard this, when you're telling a story, I was thinking maybe we should all just leave the trans part out. Uh, what's that got to do with it? You got a rapist. Um, you raped somebody. You raped somebody. You throw in the word trans, and then all of a sudden it goes off into a different direction. But you think that that the person is doing that on purpose? I, I suspect so. Yeah. Yeah, and it just it it bothers me uh, for a lot of reasons, including, you know, if you are a a good and decent person of the transgender variety, and you now have child rapists pretending to be transgender uh, just for the benefits it gives them, I wouldn't think you'd be real joyful about that either. But you know, I'll let you speak for yourselves. If you ever want to drop us an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty dot com. But anyway, so this uh, George Gascon monster uh, sentenced this monster to virtually nothing. Tried him as a youth um and then this tubs person was recorded in a jailhouse call talking to his dad boasting about the plea and chuckling about how light he's going to get off michael plays clip 22 don't worry about it it's a strike but they're gonna plead i'm gonna plead out to it i'm gonna plead guilty they're gonna stick me on probation and it's gonna be dropped it's gonna be done done i won't have to register once or nothing for an offender you don't have to register I won't have to do none of that. So what are they going to do to you then? Nothing. If there is a next time I ever get in trouble, I'm leaving the state. I'm leaving the country. I ain't staying. (laughs) Right, and then I'm told he made... How did audio of this come to light? uh, Everything from a jail's recorded, I guess, unless you're your lawyer. Interesting. but anyway, uh, he also made what were described as obscene comments about the victim. It makes me just want to beat him with both fists. Oh, can you imagine? Good Lord. Oh, my God. If you were the parent, you would just be murderous with anger. Right, right. Or, you know, the current uh, interest of this woman who is now 18, I believe. But uh, so this audio comes out. And for whatever reason, uh, his his glee, his chuckling, his satisfaction with getting off so lightly has triggered people in a way that the facts of the case didn't. And I don't quite get that, because I've been on this for a long time and outraged by it for a long time. But now Gascon is reacting. Clip 23, Michael. I became aware last Thursday. L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon insisting today that he had not heard jailhouse audio tapes of Hannah Tubbs until Fox News told him about them last week and had no idea of their content when he made a decision to move the Tubbs case from adult to juvenile court. They show a level of callousness and, and a level of uh, uh, disrespect for humanity. Uh, from an individual that I have previously felt 
that, that given her conditions and when the crime had originally occurred, uh, she needed to be prosecuted as a juvenile. Well, okay, so he hadn't heard that before. It comes as a shock to him. Clip 24, please. Jonathan Hunt on Fox News. One prosecutor in Gascon's office says he got the tapes about a week before Tubbs' sentencing hearing in January and tells Fox News some of the DA's top aides were also aware of the content of the tapes. We have seen an email chain within the DA's office that appears to back up that claim. We have not seen anything to disprove DA Gascon's claim that he was not personally aware of the content of the tapes until last week. So I, I think what you were saying is, what, what seems to me is, why do the tapes matter at all? You got a, a, a person that did this horrible, horrible crime. Uh, whether they're laughing about it or, or solemn about it, the crime is the crime and the law is the law. Now, for sentencing purposes, remorse versus lack of remorse might play a role, but just for the right. crime. Well, whether you want to try him as an adult or a, a youth, it might make mm. a difference. If they were saying, my God, I was a screwed up kid. It sickens me what I did, blah, blah, blah. As opposed to laughing gleefully. Although most of the, the chuckling and joy is over the light sentence. And I don't need oh, to boy. hear a tape to understand that people really get happy when they're given a very, very light sentence for a crime. Uh, but again, you know, the tape is kind of... It has made an impression because the guy has no remorse, and that's that's you know one aspect of it that does matter. I don't believe for a second that Gascon, who made the decision about trying him as a, a, a youth, he personally made it that his top assistants aware of, of of this tape didn't bring it to his attention. I find that impossible to believe. Okay, Gascon with his weird accent, um, and his weird belief that we can't prosecute ourselves out. We of- cannot. Uh- prosecute our way out of the desperation that we have okay so uh, okay even if i'm going to buy your weird communist uh, marxist argument that people are only stealing because of capitalism um why are people raping 10 year olds uh there's right i i don't know london breed the mayor of uh, san francisco wrote a piece begging the people of los angeles not to elect george gascon as DA, because he'd ruined San Francisco. And she said the guy is just a complete phony. He passed himself as a, off as a like law and order Republican for a while, and now he's this Marxist, Bond villain-accented super lefty. I don't know what the guy's about, but he's a monster, and he needs to go, and he's a liar. It's weird, man, or crazy. Right, right. But back to the victim, God bless her. Um, she said the light sentence was offensive and hurtful and offered um, her no true justice. Quote, I've also heard that my attacker goes by she, them pronouns now. I see it also unfair to try him as a woman as well, seeing how he clearly didn't act like one on January 1st of 2014 when he raped her. In one of the calls, Tub, Tubbs asked the caller, that's the rapist, asks the caller to start using female pronouns. And I quote, so now they're going to put me with other trannies that have seen their cases like mine or with one tranny like me that has a case like mine. So when you come to court, make sure you address me as her. So that's a guy who uh, says he's transgender using the term tranny because uh, from what I understand, that is not an acceptable term anymore. So that shows that. Not really something right there. And then he says something to the effect of if if she, the she, I'm supposed to use she for this rapist who I think is just 
trying to dodge something. Okay, then she says if she goes to prison, she's getting a sex change surgery to go into the women's facility. And the other person said there's some biatches in there too. Whatever. I don't. I don't know what that means. Um, it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. We're a society that, at least in some parts of the country, have decided to stop prosecuting crime for some reason. Well, and then now Gascon is backpedaling on all sorts of his radical policies. I I think he realizes, like the San Francisco school board members, that was more of a national earthquake than I realized. You know, since the show's based in the neighborhood, um, that is reverberating all over, reverberating all over America. The fact that the far lefties have been called out. They're, they're now being seen for what they are. People are waking up to it. Even in liberal cities like San Francisco, the radical lefties are getting heaved out of office. So I think the Gascones of the world, um, and, and, and people like that have gotten the word. Okay. Let's go to ground for a little while. Let's be cool. Let's announce that we're softening some policies. I think, you know, I don't think they're taking orders from Moscow necessarily, but there's obviously a communication network and they're saying, okay, we've gone way too far. Uh, we got to cool it and pretend to not be what we are for a while. I like reverberating. It's very British. Like as Re- reverberating. Yes. Reverberating is something. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it involves headphones. and Anyway, uh, so, yeah, uh, recall him, uh, throw him out of the country, jail him, deport him back to whatever weird Eastern European country <laughs> he came from with that accent of his. Sounds like if Kermit the Frog uh, had sex with the Count and their, <laughs> their weird off offspring had that accent. I don't know. I guess you don't we get cannot accents. Our prosecute our way out of the desperation that we have. Yeah, so, so Kermit the Frog had sex with the Count and raised a child who read only Marx throughout one. their childhood. That's right. There are one, two, three classes. Wow. That would be their child. Wow. That was quite the art. <laughs> the 1% of you who enjoyed that, yeah. uh, you're, you're welcome. There is more evidence that Vladimir Putin is nuts, has gone crazy. More people are talking about this out loud, including French President Macron. Putin's gone crazy. Now, well, it's really hard to deal with the crazy person because they, they don't act rationally. Wow, I got to hear this because I've always thought of him as just coldly rational. Well, maybe he was, but I don't think he is now. That and other stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. President Biden is set to impose sanctions after Putin ordered troops into Ukraine. From now on, Russia doesn't get the new Wordle until noon. <laughs> it's very easy. A Russian uh, Wordle is very easy because it's always it's always Putin. <laughs> That's day seventy-two. 72 days in a row that I have been exposed to the word wordle. Mm. I don't I still don't know what it is, but uh, every day I either hear a joke or see an article about it or something. But there you go. You play wordle, correct? I played wordle. I'm over it. You're over it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're, just, past, you're past wordle. It's a fun little game, but it's it's pretty simple and always the same ish. 
I don't see the point. I hope uh, someday my life includes time for these sorts of distractions. Um, so is Putin gone crazy? We won't we won't get into all the evidence now, like the, the, the audio tape that came out of him yelling at one of his high government officials and like belittling him in front of other people that didn't seem like normal Putin strategic behavior for the cameras. Uh, we'll get into that maybe uh, in the coming hours. But from the Wall Street Journal today, they're quoting a number of different things, including France's President Macron, who had noticed a change in Putin's demeanor when speaking to him on the phone over the course of the pandemic, he tended to talk in circles, rewriting history, a close aide to Mr. Macron said. There are a number of people that think Putin has gone a little nutso. Um, and he and, you know, he's not the cold, calculating strategist that he once was. He's gotten into some sort of age paranoia. Who knows what? Delusions of grandeur, certainly. Uh, Possibility. Maybe from the isolation of a couple of years of really only being with your closest advisors and not having anybody else who's not kissing your ass all the time. I don't know. But it's possible he's gone a little nuts. So uh, more on that later. Uh, We talked about insane rent prices the other day, how much they've gone up in the last year or two. Part of that's based on the fact that real estate has just gone up so much. Home prices, you know, average across the entire United States, which is a crazy way to look at uh, real estate ever, really, because it varies so much from region to region, as you know, rural to urban, etc. But home prices rose almost 19% last year, according to the newest numbers that are out. Biggest increase in 34 years of data. And substantially ahead of 2020's 4% gain. So homes went up 4% in 2020. 19% 19% in 2021. Well, in your so-called hot areas that were probably up 10 12% in the previous year, they're up 33 40%. All regions saw price gains, Joe, but increases were strongest in the south and southeast, each of which were up over 25% in a year. That's crazy money. Phoenix, Tampa, and Miami reported the highest annual gains among the 20 cities indexed uh, last year. Phoenix was uh, led the way for the 31st consecutive month with prices 32.5% higher than the year before. Wow. I remember Phoenix uh, real estate in the crash because my folks bought their place right before the 08 oh, crash. Right I guess. before the crash. Oh, and it was it was worth, you know, maybe 50, 60% of what they paid for it like six months later. Oh, my God. I mean, if you can time it right, it's awesome, but... And that's why I've been hoping for, because I'm a renter again, unfortunately. Um, uh, I've been hoping for the crash, and then I'm going to swoop in, but uh, maybe they ain't get a crash. I don't know. Um, Phoenix up 32.5% year to year. That's nuts. You know, if you could sell your home now, uh, that's a tough decision. Because, I mean, that's a heck of a... That's a heck of a, a a profit there that you just uh, built up in the last year. So, but you got to live somewhere. Well, right. So then you have to pay exorbitant rent until the market comes down again, like you're counting on, which may or may not happen. And move twice, which sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, followed by Tampa, that went up about thirty percent. Miami up twenty seven percent, and uh, that's why rents are the way they are all across the country. The also, rent is too damn high. With similar numbers for a rent. Where people are paying three, four thousand dollars for tiny apartments, uh, depending on the city you live in. I know I'm paying more to rent a very tiny home than I was paying in my monthly mortgage payment on a farm. 
not very long ago. So yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, my kid mentioned she's planning on moving anyway. She's 22, lives in the D.C. area. Uh, she said she was planning on moving anyway, but now she essentially has to because she knows the rent is just going to skyrocket at the end of her lease. How yeah. many people across America are dealing with that? It's rough. Well, that's the only thing that will bring the rents back down, right? People say, well, I'm not going to pay this, so I'm going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I guess. Sure. And, oh, you know, then, the, then if the depending... roller coaster ride of every aspect of the economy. Yeah, and then depending where you live, like if you're in California, they make it incredibly hard either to build rental properties or to own a rental property. So uh, good luck with ever having more of them. Oh, yeah. I, I have a friend who is in the apartment building business, and he has described to me at length how excruciating it is. He says, I'm the world's worst, worst farmer. I buy a piece of land. 20 years later, there's something on it. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's mind bogglingly hard. And he's trying to build apartments, the very sort of housing unit that the enlightened are always saying we need more of affordable uh, apartments. We're going to check back in with Mike Lyons to kick off hour two. Always a good conversation. He is a military expert about what the heck is going on and what's likely to go on in the near future. Also, Canada trying its hand at fascist oppression. See how that's going uh, over up there in the north. We're fascists, eh? If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty.com. Armstrong and Getty.